everyone, and welcome to the Ted Jones Horror Podcast, episode 190 here. I'm joking. I'm not going to wear these shades the whole time. It's funny how, like, when be- people become, like, full celebs, they're like, oh, yeah, <clears throat> I can wear shades inside. It's cool now. It's normal. Guys, if you notice the addition up there in the top right corner of the sign, background, behind my head, tedjonesworld.gmail.com. I send in your emails, tedjonesworld.gmail.com, or you shoot me a freaking DM on Instagram. Either way, I love you guys. Either way, we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight, Monday, 7 p.m. at The Stand, NYC Comedy Club and Restaurant. You guys check the link in my Instagram bio or in this YouTube video. We'll put it right here for you guys, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Either way, you get your tickets tonight. We have an amazing show, and I cannot wait. So uh, I wanted to address something that I've been trying, actually, over the past week. So this gentleman by the name of Mark Sisson, I've met him one time. He came up with this company called Primal Health, basically like this whole nutrition phase, and it really centers around metabolic eating. So having a good like metabolic... I want to actually find out what the exact phrase was. Because I think it's like a metabolic window. But basically, you can, for the most part, eat whatever you want as long as it's in a window. Let's see what he says about this. So it's called metabolic flexibility. Basically, you really only eat in like a certain window of time. This is also known as like intermittent fasting. But I think he really dives deeper into it. When you think about intermittent fasting, you know, you think like, oh, I can eat in a six to eight hour window, whatever it may be. But just basically eating whenever you feel really hungry and like when you are actually hungry to eat. I feel that like the past week, my body has adjusted well to this kind of diet. Like obviously I'm still vegan, but I think like putting food in a a restricted window where I only really have to eat one or two times a day, it's been really helping in terms of like my energy level. And if I wake up and I don't eat until two o'clock in the afternoon, yeah, initially I'm hungry at points between like 12 and 130 but if i just wait a little bit longer and compress that window it allows me to kind of eat whatever i want which is nice you know like i think putting things in a metabolically flexible window will help you in terms of weight loss gaining muscle whatever that is but i wanted to touch on that initially up top so i got a text message actually today what does it say? It says, Ted, give the gift of beauty with a Warren Tracomi gift card. Now 10% off. I remember one time I went to get a haircut there. This is probably five years ago. My mom ended up paying for it. Or I paid for half of it, something like that. And it was like $200. I feel like guys should not be getting haircuts for $200. Maybe if you're going for some look, you're bleaching your hair blonde. But like me, I'm getting like one or two buzz cuts a year and then letting it grow out. I don't need to be spending $200. The local barbershop, guys, if you guys saw that vlog, I got a buzz cut vlog. It was like $35. Crazy. I mean, that there's definitely, a, I understand, like, if women are going to a beauty salon and they need to get their hair blown out, they need the highlights right, sure. But, like, men and hair in general, I feel like for the most part, we can kind of just, like, if we wanted to, we can maybe do it ourselves. Just put a bowl <laughs> on our head and then clip around it. No, but that's like a bowl cut. I used to have a bowl cut back in the day. It was a good little look for me. I miss that. Bowl cuts are also easy for kids to have. You know, you just like put a bowl on their freaking head and then start chomping at it. So I was at the stand last night. Today being Saturday, I was at the stand last night for a couple of hours. Saw a lot of great comics. And one of the emails today refers back to this topic, my favorite comedian and favorite venue. But, um, you know, no need to 
discuss that. So, guys, as I've been going on this journey, podcasting, vlogs, and doing these comedy shows, I really have been having a lot of fun. And I would suggest that if you really are you know, passionate about something, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to take a lot of, a lot of long roads, I'd say. So don't be, I when, in suggesting, I'd say, don't be afraid of taking the long road. You know, I'm at a point right now in this podcast on the vlog comedy shows where I think we're finally building a place where we're comfortable at, you know, and like all the comics that are on the shows, I have tremendous amount of respect for i was also at the black cat last night with um a previous guest on this podcast he's been on here twice danny palmer he throws a great show on friday nights at the black cat which is downtown so if you guys uh want to see a comedy show for free 9 p.m on friday night i actually recommend that comedy show but was hanging out there last night and um there's no shortage of good comics in new york you know there are a ton of stand-up comics and i think what makes a great stand-up comic in my opinion, is like reading the room. I love how I just did a beer. Freaking, did you guys hear that? I didn't even mean to. I did like a beer opening. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Didn't mean to do that. But anyway, I think reading the room is um, a great talent. You know, just not blindly going up there with your material and be like, well, if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, I think that having a variety of jokes is always great. So that's something that I look forward to improving on. You know, like reading the room, like, okay, is this a college campus room? You know, are you doing a show at a university? Are you doing a show at a nursing home? Whatever. I think like reading the room is always important. And obviously certain jokes are going to hit in different crowds. But I mean, as long as you're comfortable with your material, I think that that's a super important part. So, um, you know, we, I look forward to, uh, to improving, you know what I mean? As I am here on the podcast, I am in the middle of posting my YouTube video to Facebook. Do you guys still use Facebook? What social media app do you guys use the most? I think for the most part, it's probably Instagram. Anywhere from like the ages of, what, 20 to 40 is like a big Instagram kind of phase. And then I use TikTok a good amount. If you guys don't follow me on TikTok, check it out, Ted Jones World 1. But Facebook, for the older generation, it's definitely hot. People are all over Facebook. If you're older, like, that's the app you use. You know, you stay in contact with your old friends. And you know what's crazy? When Russia was, like, making bots and just having other people fight with each other. Like, for example, I I mean, I've read this. They'll have, like, let's say you'll have um, a feed or something, and a lot of people are uh, commenting on this public video. Like, oh, Republicans should do this. Oh, no, Democrats should do this. They'll have a bot in the mix that'll just say something controversial, and then everybody will kind of argue based off that controversial bot. It's funny how, like, the younger generation hasn't really gotten involved like that in terms of Instagram. Like, yes, you'll see mean comments on Instagram, but, like, I don't know. I feel like you won't see, like, full arguments based off of one comment i don't know correct me if i'm wrong i rarely go to the gym on the weekends now but since i skipped a couple days during the week i'm going on saturday sunday i think that this thanks this past thanksgiving was it was an interesting move because this was like the first thanksgiving where i guess i was like fully vegan and i was able to eat anything because like last thanksgiving we didn't have one because of covid and then the thanksgiving before that i was still healing from my jaw surgery, so I wasn't able to eat everything. Vegan Thanksgiving, the move. I'd say you guys just need to start eating more plants in general. I'm where I walked by that sign in Union Square. If you guys have ever been to Union Square, they have like a countdown from seven years saying that after seven years, the damage that we will be doing to our climate is irreversible. And I feel like 
I don't know. There's still not a lot of urgency towards that. We have like UN meetings about climate change and stuff, but like people, if you just think about it, like humans, do we really even talk about climate change? Maybe it's like not on the front of our mind just because in seven years is when the damage is irreversible. But I think we got to start making moves now. You know, it's not just about recycling and not using straws. It's about doing the things that really contribute to the environment the most. Driving cars with gas. We need electric vehicles. It's about eating meat. You know, I'm saying the things that people don't really want to think about. I'm spewing them here in the studio. Ted Jones World here. By the way, guys, if this is your first episode listening in, welcome to episode 190, almost episode 200. Wow, we have been doing this podcast for over two years, and it's been amazing. Hopefully, we will have a guest coming in next episode. We're trying to figure out uh, the schedule, but, um, you know, if not, it's just me and you here on the audio streams, and I absolutely love it when you guys write in uh, to tedjonesworld at gmail.com. When you change, things around you change, right? Like, you're not going to change if things don't change. Like the great Tony Robbins has said, pursue your passion or something like that. Have you guys ever been to a Tony Robbins event? I love Tony Robbins. Some people don't like him just because they, I don't know why you wouldn't like a Tony Robbins. The guy's great. He has great energy. You know, I have a lot of books of his at the apartment. Awaken the Giant Within, Unlimited Power, Unshakable. These are just books that tell you to focus on your past passion, pursue it, move towards it, and be a beast. Jordan Peterson actually had a good quote. He was like, you should be a monster and then learn how to contain it. So don't go ahead being in life, being all tip-top, tiptoe around people. No, you should be a monster first and then learn how to and then learn how to maintain it. Learn how to act as a productive member in society while not being an absolute monster. And always be nice. Always smile. Guys, always give eye contact with people. I can't tell you how many people I've met that are just so shitty at eye contact. And it, like, it really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know how you guys feel about that. But like, if somebody gives you like a, a weak-ass shake, somebody doesn't look you in the eyes, it's like, all right, dude, what? Like, I'm, I'm, under, uh, I'm not understanding this. Yes, I guess you're cooler than me because you're not looking at me <laughs> in the eye. That's also something that's like weird. Like, oh, you want to show that you're cooler. Don't look at somebody in the eye. You guys ever have a person like that in your life? Like, there's no reason that they shouldn't look you in the eye when they say what up. Also, like, nobody doing better than you is going to do that. Or nobody who actually thinks they're doing better than you will do that to you. You know, if you're truly confident in who you are, you're not going to like look at some, you're not going to not look at somebody in the eye and give them like a shit shake like this. Give them a firm handshake. There are handshakes that are too firm though. I remember I was seeing uh, this girl for a few months, not even that long, whatever. It was like insignificant, but I saw her fiance and he gave me the hardest shake. He's like, hey, Ted, how's it going? <laughs> Freaking almost broke my hand. I was like, dude chill <laughs> there's there's a difference between an aggressive shake and an aggressively hard shake this was an aggressively hard shake and also like once i got the squeeze once i got a really hard squeeze from this guy i had to like squeeze it harder back so be careful with those handshakes guys be careful with them talked about this last episode hopefully there is no war between china and the u.s but if china decides that they want to go into taiwan and take over their democratic government bring them back into the communist society joe biden has said that the u.s will come to their defense will come to the defense of taiwan 
Seems a little bit scary. I mean, we've been on the we've been on the edge of having a world war. I guess since World War Two, if you guys remember, like we almost went to war with Iraq, like a full. Well, we did. Excuse me, we did go to a full war with Iraq, but I mean, they didn't really. I mean, they didn't really fight back. Did they not fight back? I mean, there weren't any terrorist attacks in the United States, and I would think that around the time of like nine eleven, there was always a thought of like, oh shit, is this like the end of the world? People weren't maybe taking subways. Like, is there going to be a bomb on the subway? But <coughs> excuse me, if China and the U.S. go to war, uh, that'd be pretty scary. That would be pretty freaky. No, I don't know what they would do with the internet. They'd like jam up the internet so we couldn't check out what's actually going on. Because like, there's a lot of differences between China and the United States. Like I am allowed to be on this podcast and kind of just talk shit about whatever I want, right? I mean, I obviously don't talk shit here really about anything, but like can't be in China and talk shit. You know, you can't be in China and really have Bitcoin, now, like El Salvador, by the way, just bought the dip. They bought 100 more Bitcoin. That's what the president announced. And it's crazy to see that this is like the first nation that's really taking over Bitcoin. El Salvador, you guys check back in here in 10 years or whatever, five years. I think El Salvador is going to be an extremely wealthy company. And I saw this. Um, a, a guy was kind of explaining this, how Bitcoin is hedging inflation. So, you know, the real estate that you're going to be buying in five years, let's say it's a million dollars today, it will be worth, let's say in five years, it'll be worth $1.5 million, okay? So if you keep cash and your cash keeps going down each year due to inflation, it's going to be more expensive for you to buy that house in five years. You know, it's going to be more expensive to upkeep. But if you buy or if you hold Bitcoin rather than holding that asset, the Bitcoin amount is going to be less and less each year. You know, let's say that it costs, I don't know, around 20 Bitcoins because Bitcoin is around $60,000 right now. Like in the future, that house is only going to cost, instead of 20 Bitcoins, it might cost, I don't know, 12 Bitcoin, 10 Bitcoin, something like that. So um, this was really an interesting thought that I, I heard from a crypto analyst. And I think that, you know, you're missing out if you're not investing in crypto. Even if you can't buy a whole Bitcoin, you know, I don't expect you to, obviously, because Bitcoin is at $55,000, $60,000. But you can buy pieces of Bitcoin. You can buy pieces of crypto. And if you guys didn't know this, download Coinbase on your phone. Kind of mess around with it a little bit if you guys have some money to put in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, freaking Shiba Inu, Cardano, you know, some coin like this. I think that... I think that it's time. You know, I think that cryptocurrency has made a big enough impact on the United States. Maybe not as big as we have will see it in the future, but like David Ortiz doing a commercial for cryptocurrency, Odell Beckham Jr. taking his full salary in Bitcoin. We're going to start to see more athletes take money in Bitcoin. And then, I don't know, maybe you'll see people in show business take Bitcoin instead of taking money for their salary. Maybe we'll see Leonardo DiCaprio start to take Bitcoin. I think that that would be like, that would be a big move. You know, Leo being on the forefront of climate change and climate activism. But um, I don't know. I'd also be interested to see if Greta Thunberg's like, we need to use Bitcoin. Forget these governments. They're not listening to us. Wouldn't she be right? They're not really listening to us. I think cryptocurrency is the wave. And oh my gosh, also a guy bought land in the metaverse for $2.4 million. So like these NFTs, virtual land, 
I, I just virtual life. We're going to have like a second life. You know, like we have this life here. Hello. Yes. This uh, simulation, whatever. And then we're going to have a real simulation on the computer. And also who's not to say that this life that we're living in is not a simulation. You know, how long have human, how long have we been around and had the internet and been interfaced with this web 2.0, you know, like 20 years ago, we were playing Sims on the computer. It, who knows? You know, we could be controlled by some other form of life right now. Everything that I'm saying right now is simulated. Whoever's controlling me up top in the universe is deciding, all right, this is what Ted Jones is going to say right now on the podcast, so let's have him say it. F word, S word, or stuff that, like, it's already written down in the simulation. So everything that goes on has already happened. This is a crazy thought, but now as we've had uh, the government announced that they're going to have a ufo task force that means the aliens are well they're alive and well they're visiting our universe have they touched down on the ground i don't know maybe not but these flying saucers they're real the government's finally admitting they're real obama was saying that he didn't want to release the documents and also these QAnon people need to chill they're like jfk jr is coming back and he's gonna be our president like trust me there are smart guys who believe in the QAnon theory you know, I know a lot of people who went to great colleges that I don't deem smart. I also know a lot of people who didn't go to college who I do deem smart. College becoming less and less of a thing that people need to do as we move into society. YouTube University is one of the better teachers. You guys go follow BitBoy on YouTube. You know, he'll tell you a ton about cryptocurrency. But I think that it is worth it to learn a little bit about cryptocurrency. Even if you are set on being in the S&P 500 or you don't really want to invest, you think that could be a fad. Who knows? It could be a fad. I could be wrong. But I don't know. I just think like as time has gone on, crypto has become more reliable, right? Like people are paying with Bitcoin in other countries and you could pay with Bitcoin. Like remember the Bitcoin pizza? Some guy bought a pizza 10 years ago for 10,000 Bitcoin, which is worth like $400 million now. He bought like a, um, a pie, a pizza pie in Florida. But a lot of things changing, guys. And um, yeah, I think a lot of things are going to be virtual. We're going to see like people having a second life. I don't know really what that's going to look like. But one thing that I have thought about, you know, being like, for example, promoting the comedy show on social media apps, right? We got Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. I'm using this website called like Meetup. So I'm using at least five different forms of promotion for the Ted Jones comedy show. And I think like having to post the same thing on five different accounts, I just think that there's going to be one joined social media account where you can be like, oh, this is where Ted Jones has everything. You know, YouTube also, obviously, as I'm posting this on YouTube here. But, like, I think that there's going to be at least eight forms of social media that are just all meshed into one. Could Facebook be the, um, the leader of this? Maybe with, like, their metaverse, they're changing their name. Maybe they're going to try and bring... Well, they are... I mean, they already own Instagram, but, like, it is a little bit of, of pain in the neck, you know, having to nail down eight audiences, six to eight audiences. You guys know what I mean? So I think, like... In the future, we will just have one central place where, oh, okay, everything that Ted Jones does or everything that Ted Jones has on the metaverse online in on the internet is right here. So you can all connect all of them right there. I don't know exactly how that's going to happen, but I think it's just, it, it's a little bit uneasy for how easy the world will become via 
whatever it is, crypto, also internet personalities. I just think it's all going to mesh into one. So like one person isn't super hot on YouTube and then maybe they're following on Instagram isn't that bad. Or they have a great Twitter, but like nobody even knows who they are on YouTube. Things like that. Because like if you see the kind of breakdown, you know, like obviously at the top of most of the social media apps, you'll see like, I don't know, The Rock. You'll see Ariana Grande on Instagram, on Twitter, and then maybe they have like a really good TikTok as well. But like if you look at like the top tier entertainers and influencers, they only really have a big presence on a, a few of the social media apps, which is interesting to think, you know, like people aren't following Ariana Grande's Twitter account. Like maybe they don't have as much, or she doesn't have as many followers on an Instagram. Like obviously people are following her Twitter account, but like it's just, it's difficult right now for people who are trying to promote something or trying to build a brand to decide which social media platform they want to use. Is it best to be on TikTok, make those shorts, you know, get a million views per video? Yeah, sure, but is the action there? Is the 18 to 24-year-old TikTok base, are they buying tickets? Are they buying product? Is it better to be on Facebook if you're trying to sell a cane to an old person? Is it better to be on Instagram if you're trying to sell bikinis to 25, 30-year-olds? So that's something that I think will be, it'll be uh, decided over the next few years, kind of how everybody can mesh their social media presence into one account. You all go to this specific account. You see, oh, Ted Jones comedy show, Ted Jones world, Ted Jones vlog, Ted Jones world podcast. Everything is all in one. So be interested to see how that happens. Imagine I create an app. I am worth $1 trillion. I have had business venture ideas that I've thought of or that I potentially see myself doing in the future. I would like to have a water because I do love water. I think I want to have a water with a lot of pH, like an Essentia type and also seltzer. I love seltzer. So water seltzer brand. And then also ideally, you know, I want to have a weed brand. So we'll see. But these are things that I'm thinking about in the future. And I'm just letting you guys know it's on the tip of my tongue on the front of my lobe, <laughs> on my frontal lobe. Today was episode 190. Thank you so much for listening to the Ted Jones World Podcast. Hope to see you at the Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight. Check that link in the Apple Podcast description, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you guys are listening to this. And then hopefully, eventually, we'll all merge these social media apps into one. So it's a lot easier to find info on Ted Jones World. And we'll see you guys on Thursday. Peace.